Welcome to Season 4, Episode 19 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome back. Good morning. Yes, it is a good morning. It's a great morning indeed, actually. We are having the most amazing time in Adelaide. We sure are. What a surprise. I don't think either of us really knew what to expect. And look, I'll let you in on a little secret. Paul has even said to me, I think this could be somewhere we settle when we finally decide to stop travelling. Yeah, there you go. Big news. Yes, it is. Look, the only thing that would stop that is my desire to not stop travelling. Well, yeah, this is true. It's not <laughs> going to happen anytime soon. No, that's it's, right. Spoiler alert, we will not be settling. But hey, we've been on the road 20 months and we haven't been too many places where we have said that. Ah, uh, that is true. Okay, so Adelaide, the city of churches, there are some incredible buildings, historic landmarks. It is such a beautiful almost European-feeling kind of city, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And I think, again, it comes back to the time of year that we're visiting as well, Paul, with those amazing tree-lined streets everywhere in the city. You know, the leaves have changed colour. They're falling. It's just beautiful. It is so awesome to be able to experience the seasons and, as you said, those beautiful fall colours, as the Americans refer to it, uh, and I guess that's probably why they call it fall, because all the leaves are falling. I'm not sure, but it makes sense. So we decided to set up camp about 30 minutes south of the Adelaide CBD at a beautiful caravan park called Brighton Beachfront, which is actually on Kingston Beach. Yeah, that's right. And look, quick shout out. I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but thank you, Brendan Batty. You've written a great book, uh, Caravan and Motorhome Around Australia, which we purchased before we even set off, got the wheels turning and got lots of inspiration. And this was a little pointer from you in this book, and this is why I chose this van park. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing location. We got an oceanfront site that was just a few steps from that beautiful crystal clear water of the Gulf St. Vincent, the big bay of water that comes right up to Adelaide. Look, we decided that we were going to stay here for three or four nights and 10 nights later, we were still there. Yeah, yeah, it was (laughs) that good. They did have a really excellent deal as well, stay seven, pay six. Well, we extended past that because we had – An incredible spectrum of weather as well. Mm -hmm. We went from glassy, perfect blue sky days to incredible weather where there were waves crashing. And even some of the locals said, wow, we haven't actually seen that size swell in the bay before. Amazing. And remember those really windy days we had as well where the caravan just shook. But I tell you what, even when the weather is like that, in a location like the Brighton Beachfront Caravan Park, it's magical and spectacular no matter what the weather's doing. It really is. And as a base for us to explore the coastline, get up to Adelaide Hills, we can highly recommend this as a really perfect 
location to actually be able to come and go do half-day trips, full-day trips. It, it really is perfect. As far as a beachfront location goes, haven't the council done an amazing job of making this accessible, not only to the public, but also to those of us staying in this incredible location at the caravan park? I mean, there's a footpath that runs the entire length along this beachfront, this bay area, where you could literally walk all the way up to Glenelg, we could actually see the huge jetty and the big Ferris wheel up there in the distance. And the food offerings were excellent here as well. Mm. We ducked right next door for a beautiful Sunday lunch one afternoon at the Seacliff Surf Lifesaving Club. And again, one of the freshest, tastiest low-cost meals we've had since we've been on the road. And then right next door on the other side of the caravan park was a little fish and chippery and we we did partake in some of their deliciousness as well. And I don't know if anybody else has been to South Australia, there is something about the fish down here. We are just loving this beautiful, fresh South Australian seafood. Yes, look, it reminds me of how good the seafood was when we were in Tasmania. Oh, yes. Mm. Must be these southern waters, Dal. I, I think it is. Okay, so our first experience was something pretty special for our little train enthusiast, Jasper, and that was the cockle train. Oh, yes. If you've got one of these in your family like we do, this is an absolute must. And I tell you what, Paul and I loved this experience as well. So the Cockle Train is part of the Steam Ranger historical railway offering here in South Australia with a number of different experiences to choose from. This particular train runs between Victor Harbour and Goolwa right down on the south coast. And it is nothing short of spectacular. The train journey, which is about 30 minutes each way, runs right along that amazing blue southern ocean with views like you would not believe. Wow. And I love the history of this train as well. It was established in 1854 and is known as Australia's first steel railed railway. Yeah, that's right. And originally built to connect the paddle steamers, I guess, coming down from the Murray and really making that an accessible transportation route. And it gets its name from the original horse-drawn trains when the people would come down to the beach and collect the cockles off the beach. Yes, those tasty little salty clams. They're like pippies, aren't they? (laughs) Yes. Jasper even said maybe we should try a cockle, a South Australian cockle pasta. (laughs) (laughs) One really great tip that we can give you is that there were three departures during the day uh, in the season that we're going through winter. So make sure you check the website there. However, if you catch the first train, then it will allow you to have two to three hours at either end. So we left from Victor Harbour, took our 30-minute train journey, arrived in Goolwa, and we had about 35 minutes before we had to be back on the train. Look, that was still wonderful. We got to go and check out the beautiful Oscar W paddle steamer. It's another wonderful visitor experience that you could do if you had more time. And Katie stumbled across 
a beautiful little wine bar on the old barrel wharf. Oh, yes. So always enough time for a sneaky little glass of wine in a location (laughs) like this. It was quite chilly the day that we caught the train, but again, beautiful blue skies, picture perfect as well. Uh, All of the details for this experience are on the website. What's great is you don't have to pre-book these particular train ride tickets for the Cockle Train. You can just arrive at the station on your day of travel and off you go. And from memory, we purchased a family ticket for about $77 return Mm -hmm. for the three of us. And that was the most economical way for us to travel. But well worth the experience to see the smile that it put on Jasper's face the entire day. He was absolutely chugging along for days after this experience and a really good opportunity for us to give a shout out to the volunteers. Mm. Completely volunteer-led, operated, they do all of the maintenance, all of the money that is generated through this experience from purchasing tickets is put back into the experience. So well done to those guys to be able to bring this experience to life on what is one of the most spectacular train journeys I think you could find in Australia. Yeah, well said, Paul. Okay, number two was the Winter Village. Ooh. Here's another first (laughs) for Jasper to be going to check out an ice skating rink right in the heart of the CBD of Adelaide. Yeah, we were tipped off by a friend of mine to go and enjoy this pop-up experience, as Paul said, right in the city of Adelaide, and there is an amazing ice skating rink and a number of other experiences on offer as well. So we booked the boys in for half an hour on the rink, Jasper's first attempt at ice skating, Paul's first attempt at ice skating since he broke his ankle 12 months ago. Oh, gee, I have to tell you, what you remember in your head from when you were like a teenager or, or, you know, fit in your (laughs) mid-20s and then, you know, fast forward another 20 years and gee whiz, did it hurt. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You did amazing, babe. And at the end of the day, Jasper said he loves ice skating, so you can't get better than that. (laughs) And look, I did feel very nervous, I won't lie, on those ice skates. Jasper was actually able to ride on a little blue Kanga, they're called, where he still had ice shoes on, not exactly skates, they're like level one entry, and then he sat on the blue Kanga as I was able to push him around in circles and spin him and do 360s and, you know, try out my ice skating moves. Uh, Look, he absolutely loved it. I loved it as well. It really was a wonderful experience and crisp enough to feel like the experience was authentic. Yes, and as somebody who was watching this awesomeness unfold, it was so great to see a lot of other parents with their little ones out there on the ice skating rink as well. Um, This offer runs all through the day and evening. So you can book in for various time slots. And we went late afternoon on a Friday. So it was very much family orientated when we were there. And I can imagine it would get quite the party vibe over the weekend when all the big kids come out to play as well. Look, the real magical part of this is that they create through the snow machine and the bubble machine It's snowing and look, as an adult, you know, it's a machine for the kids. They just absolutely suspend their disbelief 
and uh, in the North Pole with it snowing. It really is quite an amazing experience. The other really fantastic part of this experience is that you can book your own private igloo. Now, there must be about 25 to 30 of these set up. They are in very close proximity to each other. Once you're actually inside your igloo, you do feel like you're in your own little world. Yeah, and this was really great. It was like a little North Pole cubby house and they offer different food and beverage packages that you can choose from. So again, just a another addition to add on to the experience to really round it out and feel like you are somewhere in this cold winter environment. And these pop-ups are actually all around Australia, so you can find them in Perth, Parramatta, Brisbane and Melbourne. So definitely check it out. If you want to give ice skating a go or you love ice skating, then go and check out the Winter Village that's closest to you. We loved it. Okay, great tip is take your favourite playlist of Christmas wintry tunes because we felt that that was the only thing that was missing from the igloo was that little bit of atmosphere and so jasper requested the boob michael buble's christmas edition and uh, we played that and that absolutely set the mood and and made for an even more magical experience yeah any excuse to have the uh, Christmas carols going, hey boys? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, finally, we decided to head up to the famous Adelaide Hills. Again, only 35 minutes from our beachfront campsite. And what an amazing experience to get up to Handorf. Oh yes. I mean, this entire Adelaide Hills region, again, is just beautiful. The drive up was spectacular. The trees, again, in that fall period of changing colour and dropping their leaves, it really is beautiful up there. And again, somewhere that we both, we gave each other the look. We were like, oh yes, we could definitely come back and, and spend a lot more time here, if you know what I mean. And probably... A lot more money as well. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is Australia's oldest continuing German village. Yes, established in 1839 and that German culture has been so beautifully preserved and represented for everybody to enjoy today. Oh, that's right. From the food and beverage offering uh, and the really classic German pubs uh, to the very famous German village shop, which we just loved. I mean, as you're walking up to this particular venue, the music is piped outside. So you're getting a sense of the German culture as you're walking up to the doors. And then you enter into what is like a wonderland. A bit I mean, like Santa's workshop, wasn't it? It really was. There's cuckoo clocks all along one wall and then there's those beautiful decorative and ornamental stein jugs and then as you go further through the store there's really bespoke christmas decorations and all of that festivity just beautiful yeah that was definitely a highlight we meandered and spent the better part of a day 
walking down and back up the main street of Handorf, you know, window shopping, popping into different stores and really immersing ourselves in this German culture that is so rich. Look, it's a really good idea and actually a great tip is to do one lap up and down this very long street in your vehicle and then park at one end. And then as we did, take, you know, with lunch, three and a half, four hours to walk down one side, back up the other. We actually enjoyed lunch at the Handorf Inn, which was, again, another tip that was given to us from one of the local residents to really get an authentic German cultural meal and and feel. Uh, You walk into this beautiful old building and inside is the big fireplaces and all the grandeur that comes with those German pubs. The food offering was really geared towards meat lovers. Uh, So as pescatarians, I have to say there were still some really good offers there and we enjoyed our lunch there. Next time I would actually include a slider of their famous beers so you can get five small tasting glasses of their German imported beers. And I think, uh, yeah, next time Kate might have to be the driver and I'll give that a go. Yeah, look, I think next time we'll have to uh, find somewhere to stay within walking distance because there were many wonderful places to stop and treat yourself as you're walking up and down that main street. One that we had to check out was something that we weren't too sure about but very intrigued in and that was the fruchok. Oh, fruchok. Honestly, I thought that this was like one of those urban myths. I didn't realise that it was a real place. Well, that's right. We'd been reading about this South Australian institution, you know, you're not South Australian unless you enjoy a fruchok. So we had to try these for ourselves. And well, look, all I can say is that we left the fruchok shop with bags of fruchoks <laughs> that we are still enjoying. They are so delicious. I love that Jasper said, oh, they must be good for you because there's fruit in them, right? Uh, look, they're good and bad, but delicious. Yes. So God bless the Fruchok and thank you very much South Australia for introducing us to a tasty treat that we now enjoy as a little bit of dessert after our dinner meal. Okay, and if you're wondering what are we actually talking about, they are these little balls of apricot or peach covered in dark milk, white chocolate and they're about the size of a Malteser. Uh, They're so good. Thank you, Fruchok. Yes, so that was definitely a highlight, I think, for Jasper in particular. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so we then went back to our Brighton Beachfront Caravan Park and really spent the next few days just enjoying that incredible location. And again, do get online if you're looking for somewhere that is relatively close to the CBD, but far enough away to really make the most of that coastline, this is the place to stay. Oh, yes. And if you haven't already, do check out our YouTube footage of this destination because it is just spectacular. And the jam-packed experiences that we have spoken about, you'll really get a feel for how amazing this part of South Australia is. Okay, so 
we're going to leave you there this week. And next week, we have been asked to come back to our sunshiny state of Queensland to be guest speakers at the Let's Go Caravanning Queensland Super Show. Mm-hmm. So Woo-hoo. a really good spool for us because that also means we get to catch up with our families. Uh, it is a flying visit. We're in and out in uh, less than a week, but we'll be sharing some of that. But the main part of our episode next week, will be bringing to you the latest technology apps, entertainment, education, resources, safety tips, products, the things that have really made a difference to our first 20 months on the road and some new and exciting things that are going to be adding value in the upcoming months as well. Yeah, how to really make the most of your RV lifestyle. That's it. All right. Well, for now, we'll say goodbye Dream big, look after yourself, look after your family. And happy trails. Bye.